This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. We are so excited. Welcome back to Shrink Chicks. We have on one of our favorite people, a mentor of ours, whether he knows it or not, <laughs> Terry Real. And we are so excited because you have a new book coming out tomorrow that we got to preview. We feel like the luckiest people in the world because it's unfucking believable. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. So we want to hear all about us. Okay. So uh, here it is. This is my <gasps> beautiful cover, by the way. Uh, beautiful cover. <laughs> yes. I like the way the S is leaning against the U. I think that's kind of cool. Yes. I, I yes. And uh, if you uh, notice, you probably can't read it, but uh, right up here in little orange letters, it says Forward by Bruce Springsteen, which is pretty damn cool if you ask me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Are you a Springsteen fan? I'm a, I'm a great Springsteen fan. And he wrote a beautiful forward. It really brought tears to my eyes. He acknowledged the work that he and Patty did with me. And um, uh, he's just such, both of them are, they are as wonderful as you think they are. They really are wonderful people. That is amazing. That's a bit of a career high, I would say. I, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I love you guys. I like to hang out. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story. It's a great story. Uh, I was giving a talk in celebration of the great feminist psychologist Carol Gilligan at NYU, one of my influences. And a mutual friend said, I'm going to make your day. I said, okay. He said, a couple from New Jersey has been reading, I don't want to talk about it, your first book, aloud to each other at night and crying as they read it. And they just want to come in to shake your hand and tell you what fans they are. And I say, oh, well, that really makes my day. And he said, no, this is what's going to make you cry. <laughs> Did your jaw drop? Let's be honest here. Drop. And after the talk, uh, Patty and Bruce and I went out to lunch together, and it turned out to be like a four-hour lunch, and we just adored each other. And uh, then I did some work with them, and it's been really a blessing. Oh, my! did you ever think that in your career that you would be able to go out with Bruce Springsteen and his wife? As a blue-collar kid from New Jersey, to read the foreword, 
uh, and have uh, Bruce Springsteen say to you, you know, your writing is really beautiful. You're a great writer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'll knock you on your ass. And for most of us that are therapists, we get into this work because we love all people, right? Like all couples. It it ends up pretty cool when you get to work with Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) But your work supersedes all of that of just us right so like what it gets down to is i think it's important to say it's us getting past you and me to build a more loving relationship that there is a difference between us and you and me yes tell us about that well i start with neurobiology the autonomic nervous system scans our bodies four times a second am i safe am i safe am i safe am i safe and if the answer is yes i feel safe then we stay in our prefrontal cortex what i call the wise adult part of us the part of us that's here and now, present-based, can stop and think and be deliberate. If the answer is no, I'm in danger, then that part of us, thank you, Dan Siegel, literally goes offline, it shuts down. And more primitive parts of the brain, limbic system, amygdala, light up and take over. Stimulants are being pumped into our bloodstream. We all know the feeling of being triggered, being flooded. And automatic responses take over. I speak about the wise adult part of us, which is the prefrontal cortex, the wounded child part of us, which is very young, the part of you that was just on the receiving end of the violation or neglect, tends to just want to crawl up in someone's lap and cry. And between these two, what I call borrowing from my mentor, P. Melody, the adaptive child part of us. The adaptive child part of us is the you that you created to adapt to whatever the lack or the violations were that were coming your way. It's a kid's version of a grown-up, and it's immature. It's black and white. It's perfectionistic. It's rigid. It's often Mm -hmm. harsh. It's certain. Whereas the mature part of us is nuanced, has, is forgiving, understands gray, understands imperfections. If you read Eric Erickson, the wise adult part of us looks like a mature adult in uh, adult development. The adaptive child part of us apes a mature adult, but isn't. And the hallmark of that adaptive child part of us uh, is that it's automatic. <clears throat> Whoosh, I call it, W-H-O-O-S-H. And uh, for those listening, uh, broadest categories uh, I have are fight, flight, freeze, and I've added a fourth one, which is in the literature now. I call it fix. Mm. Uh, Literature calls it fawn Mm. uh, as that automatic. And uh, fix is the compulsive, uh, for us therapists and caretakers, like, if you're not okay, I need to make you okay so I can feel okay. Fight, flight, freeze, or fix. Those are your knee-jerk responses. And uh, shall we uh, out ourselves? I'm a fighter. (laughs) Okay, uh, fix. Freezer. (laughs) There you go. Uh, And just saying that will tell you about the dynamic of the relationship. Yep. Mm -hmm. Something you mentioned in your book and also, you know, when I went to the psychotherapy networker in the seminar, they were talking about this, that that, you know, the adaptive child is not a bad part, because I think that that was, you know, something that that really brought that to light, because I think so often, you know, when we're hearing about that part of us. Uh, there can be shame connected to it or embarrassment. But to know that neither part is good or bad, it just is. You don't meet harshness with harshness. Mm. And I said this last time, I'm going to say it every time I'm, I'm on air. Harshness is one of the qualities of the adaptive child part of us. Our wise adult is not harsh. Mm. And our uh, listeners get nothing other than this one point. This could change your lives. For you, for your clients, there is nothing that harshness does that loving firmness doesn't do better. Mm. If it's harsh, it's off. You're in an immature part of your brain. Get re-centered. There's no redeeming value in harshness. So uh, you don't meet your adaptive child with harshness. You meet your adaptive child with loving firmness. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's interesting because a lot of this is really big as someone who's a mom, right? Like we talk about this a lot with our children, but it seems to be so much more difficult for people to do it with their partners compared to their children, right? Yeah. Well, we don't ask anything. We don't ask our children to fulfill our relational needs. It's a one-way street. So we love them unconditionally. Adults don't love adults unconditionally. That's bullshit. Right. Yeah. Uh, any uh, person can behave badly enough to push somebody uh, uh, away. Mm-hmm. So we get hurt by our partners in ways we don't get hurt by our kids. And then when we get hurt, our nervous system says danger, danger, danger. And we move into these. You know, um, my pal uh, Gabor Mate says, you don't see the wound, you see the scar. And in relationships, you don't see the wounded child part of us. You see the adaptation to the wound. Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? It's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. you got to try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I have felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty-free and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post-construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks. I don't know if I told you this story last time I was here, but uh, I'm illustrating this with one story that I tell over and over again. And it's the first story, one of the first stories in the book. May I tell it to you? Please. Yes. All right. Because this is what the whole book is about, is equipping people to do what I'm about to describe. So a guy uh, comes to me on the brink of divorce. Uh, The couple comes and he's a chronic liar. I think I said this, but anyway, he's a chronic liar. Lies about everything. Mm-hmm. He's the kind of guy you say to him, the sky is blue. He says it's aquamarine, okay? <laughs> he ain't going to give you nothing. 
So that's his relational stance. We talk about the adaptive child manifesting itself in a repeated relational stance. That's your half of the vicious circle that you're in. It's the same thing you do over and over and over again. Uh, it will never get you more of what you want. It's dysfunctional. So for example, angry pursuit is not a functional stance. Mm. You will never get somebody closer to you by complaining about they're not being close to you. Mm. Just... That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> makes a lot uh, of sense. I, but I, I don't think most people do that. Right. <laughs> you don't. Because that adaptive child takes over and the adaptive child part of us doesn't give a shit about intimacy. It's about you and me consciousness. You lose the us. When you lose the prefrontal cortex, you literally lose the capacity to remember the whole, remember relationship, and it becomes two individuals who are duking it to the death. And when one of you wins and the other one loses, you're done. Get out of that part of your brain. Okay, anyway, so his relational stance was evasion, and he lied, and he was about to get a divorce. Who would tolerate that? So I ask him a question, which if you're not used to thinking relationally, is like brilliant. How did he come up? <laughs> it's it's easy breezy. When once I understand the adaptive child, the next question is what, which often means who were you adapting to? Mm. So I say to this guy, who tried to control you growing up? Easy as can be. Show me the thumbprint, and I'll tell you about the thumb. If he's an evader, who is he evading? Mm. So sure enough, his father, a military man controlling how he ate, how he sat, how he dressed, his friends, his, everything. I say, how did you cope with, i.e. adapt to, that controlling father? He looks at me and smiles. I love the smile. And he says, I lied brilliant just what you needed to do to preserve yourself smart mm -hmm. little boy and un quite the contrary being harsh i teach relational life therapists to always be respectful of the exquisite intelligence of the adaptive child you did exactly what you needed to do back then to stay whole and preserve yourself good for you mm -hmm. I don't know what would have happened to you if you hadn't lied to your father. You would yeah. have been in a back ward somewhere. Okay, but I have a saying, adaptive then, maladaptive now. You're not that little boy. She's not your controlling father. Take a breath and let's do something. Good. So that's really a true story. They come back a few weeks later, we're cured. <laughs> and they cured. were. They were. I said, okay, tell me, tell me the tale. She sent him off to the grocery store to get, say, 12 things. And in characteristic form, he comes back with 11. She says to him, where's the pumpernickel? He says, every muscle and nerve in my body was screaming to say they were out of it. And in this moment, I found my courage. I took a breath. I looked my wife in the eye and I said, I forgot. And she, true story, she burst into tears. Oh, wow. And she said, I've been waiting for this moment for 25 years. That's recovery. Mm. That's health. And that's what this whole book is about. Equipping. The great news is that you can cultivate those moments. You can grow them. You can build that muscle, shifting out of the triggered reactive part of you into the wise adult part of you is something you can learn to do. And it's the way out of this mess between you and your partner or kids or whoever you're being reacted to. It's the way out of reactivity into wisdom. I love that we're sitting here talking about the bravery of honesty, which I think is something that we have learned a lot from your work within our own clients of like being honest with clients. Don't we owe that to them, right? Like joining through truth. You say something else, which I was would love you to talk a little bit more about is that there's no place for objective reality in personal relationships. Pisser, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> really makes it tough. <laughs> yeah, objective reality is great for getting, you know, busted or creating a vaccine, uh, but it's irrelevant. When you start thinking relationally, and I'll, I want to talk about what that means. When you think from the us, when you remember that you and your partner are a team, the a relational answer to the question, who's right and who's wrong is who cares. It doesn't matter. What matters is how are you and I going to work together to make this work for both of us? That's what matters. You know, I have a saying, you can be right or you can be married. What's more important to mm-hmm. <laughs> When you're in you and me consciousness, uh, the adaptive child, the subcortical part of the brain, the reactive uh, part of your nervous system, or said differently, uh, and I want to get back to this, when you're thinking like an individual, uh, being in a contest with another individual and you've lost the team, which our culture is full of, I don't want to talk about the cultural part mm-hmm. of it. But when it is me versus you, and you're in that part of the brain, all bets are off. You're you're never going to get what you want uh, because uh, that part of you doesn't care about being intimate. It cares about self-survival. Mm-hmm. You know, I have uh, been around the country for decades doing workshops on skills. And my favorite slide of the workshop is this one. Uh, other uh, workshops teach you skills. Uh, we deal with the part of you that won't use them. <laughs> mm, so true. <laughs> uh, and so uh, the the first skill is uh, letting go of that adaptive child. Now, the agenda when you're in your wise adult is I love you. You love me. Let's make this work. What do, what do we need? There are five losing strategies that I go into in the book that the adaptive child is run by. And take a moment, because I'm going to ask you, for your losing strategy profile. And I want listeners to take a moment, maybe get out a piece of paper, and jot down your losing strategy, your combination, and if you want to play, your partner's combination. Here they are. Being right. We're going to solve this problem by determining which of us is which of us is accurate. That's objective reality. And, and uh, uh, what people get into is what I call objectivity struggles. Last night when you yelled at the waiter, no, I was emphatic. No, you yelled. No, I was emphatic. Honey, you were yelling. No, I wasn't. Well, uh, there was an audiologist at the table next door, and he measured you decimal level. <laughs> it's a loser. Who cares? Nobody, nobody cares who's right and who's wrong. Let's talk about what we need to make this work. Two, controlling your partner. I will be happy if you would. <laughs> you make that face for a reason, Em? <laughs> You're not talking about me at all at this moment. <laughs> Three, unbridled self-expression, ventilating, which therapy has been a major contributor. I call it the barf bag approach. Yes. Yeah. You know, you did this today. You did that last week, two weeks ago, two years ago. You always, you never, you are a, forget it. You are, you, uh, when I say to somebody in my office, is, hey, look, you can express yourself or you can work on your relationship, but you can't do both at the same time. Which mm. would you? Oh, that is good. I'm going to take that one, Terry, if that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to express yourself? Go ahead, but you're not going to make anything better. Mm-hmm. express yourself and there are people who just go on and on, yep. and on. yes and therapy says go girl go let's yeah, go right. right um okay so unbridled self-expression retaliation i'm going to hurt you the way you hurt me and my wife belinda the wonderful therapist uh it, it gave me the best frame for retaliation i love it she said retaliation is a perverse form of communication Retaliation is who hurt you the way you hurt me. So you understand what you did to me. It's, mm-hmm. it's a wish for healing, really. So you fall on your knees and say you're sorry, but it's a loser. Mm. We'll never uh, create empathy in somebody by hurting them. But I wish our uh, penal system understood yeah. that. We never rehabilitate somebody by hurting nope. them. Absolutely. So retaliation is a loser. And then the last is withdrawal. 
uh, which a lot of people do. And you can withdraw and still sit there. That's called stonewalling. Uh, you will never get more of what you want if you just withdraw. I mean, it's not. So proving you're right, controlling your partner, ventilating, retaliating, or withdrawing, check yourself. If in the heat of the moment, one or some combination of these is what you're about, you are not in your right mm -hmm. mind. Shut up, take a walk around the block, do some breathing, do some meditating, splashing water on your face, do some dialoguing with that little girl or boy who's been triggered, but get yourself back into your prefrontal cortex before you deal with your partner. Mm -hmm. I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you're you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. Let me hear it from you. What's your legal strategy profile? I'm definitely a withdrawer. My partner's a withdrawer. I I go into control. And I do think I used to do, we were just talking about this yeah. recording a different episode yesterday, that for a very long time, I just emotionally dumped and said everything because I thought that it made me feel better. Like that I would be like, okay, if I can process this out, if we can talk this through, it never worked, right? It might momentarily work, but right. it doesn't do shit. And it, it became incredibly harmful. Right. Because you're also often not talking to your partner about it. You're talking, you're calling your girlfriends, you're calling your mom, talking to the fucking crazy lady next door. Right. Like there's all these different things. And so I think the hardest thing I love what you talk about, which is like really taking a personal accountability. Right. Walk yourself around the block. Put yourself in a chill out. What are you going to do? Right. And to take hold here. And I wonder, too, you know, and this is something you can touch on, is that our losing profile, does that trigger a certain losing profile in our partner? Right. I mean, we're, yeah. <laughs> right. My guess would be yes. <laughs> cause, cause my partner's, I would say is unbridled self-expression. Yeah. And because of that, mine is withdrawal. 
Well, both of you. And right, yours right. is control and your partner's is right. control. Yep, yep. And, and like, what would someone do on the receiving end of unbridled self-expression right, right. or control? But go behind a wall. Yep, yep. You know, so much of the book is about getting to uh, form a relationship with the adaptive child part of you. And uh, learning what you do will tell you a lot about what your partner's going to do. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in the mix with them. I, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, everybody who comes to see me, it, it, it starts off by being what I call an essentialist, an individualist. Well, this is just who he is as an individual. I mean, he just withdrawed. Well, the fact that you're trying to control that lot of a man something to do with <laughs> Right. So uh, all uh, couples therapists bring the wisdom of the seesaw. You're on your side of the seesaw. The person on the other side of the seesaw is connected to you, but they don't get that. I tell a story in the book of Bill. He's a kind of blue collar, Boston Southie, you know, Boston Irish. And and he comes in, he's kind of chomping on a cigar, even though there wasn't one. But I that's how I saw him. (laughs) And I asked him the same question I ask everybody at the beginning of the session. If this were to work, what would you get? What, what would a Grand Slam be? And he says, well, Doc, a Grand Slam would be between you and me if we could conspire to get me laid. That would be great. <laughs> so I go, there's an agenda. And in my brilliance, I say, so your sex life isn't quite what you want. Yeah, good, Terry. Okay, so I say, why? What's wrong? Are we having a sex in here? Okay, why? My wife is just cold. Mm-hmm. She's a cold person. I'm an Italian, big, big Italian family. We yell, we scream, we have sex on the dining room table. You know, it's all, it's a big free for all. She is a New England Yankee high was, one of the frozen chosen. She is like, wouldn't, you know, her mother's cold. Her, her whole family, she's just a cold person. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, I dismiss Bill and I bring in his wife, Clarice, who, by the way, as a mouth owner, not all that dissimilar to Bill. <laughs> if you go, you don't have to tell me he's bitching about our sex life, right? Yeah. I know, I'm a frigid bitch, right? I'm just a cold person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go, you, you don't quite see it like that. Well, we haven't had sex in years. He's right about that. Okay, why not? Well, he's a terrible lover. He has premature ejaculation. He has for 20 years. He doesn't give a damn about my knees. He won't do anything with me. He wouldn't know a vibrator who fell from the sky. When I try and talk to him about it, he just gets mad and, and stomps. Who needs that shit? So, like, forget it. I bring Bill back into the room. And here's what I say to him. Bill, I've got great news for you. <laughs> <laughs> The news is that you have something to do about that. You have something to say about this. This isn't just uh, that she is as an individual, blah, blah, blah. Mm. You know, in our relationships, I like to say we're like a 500-pound guy sitting on one end of a seesaw, complaining to everybody who passes by that he can't get that skinny broad down. And he's tried. He's tried. He's talked to her, he's yelled at her, he's promised her, he's cajoled her. This is what I call a unilateral control model. I'm going to get you to come down. And all good therapists have up their sleeve, hey, pal, if you want her down, try getting up. Change your position in the seesaw, not to control your partner, but to change the interaction between the two of you. This is called learning to think relationally and in our culture we don't think that way Mm -mm. the way in which you know to 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 make that switch also empowers the person so much more right like how hopeless do you feel when you're just waiting or like trying to get the other person to change it gives you so much more control when you say I can actually do something to change the relationship, that it's not about just getting my partner to change. It's about what do I change that affects the relationship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, let me give you an example. A guy comes in with a raging wife, and I have a generic comment. What I say is, I have a saying, Steve, an angry woman is generally a woman who doesn't feel heard. 
And that's true in our culture. So many women, it's like, can you hear me now? Well, what about now? Well, what about now? Yeah. I have news for you, Jill. You've been heard today. Mm. Heard by me. I get it. Everything you say about him is right. And I'll work with him. Now, as a therapist, I say, it's a big move we teach our RLT students. As a therapist, I say, now, your job is you let me get through to him. You're not going to. Give it to me. It's an incredible relief for the dissatisfied partner, almost always the woman, when you take responsibility and do that. I want you to resign. I want you to relax. I've got it. Your job is try and remember how to enjoy the son of God, because it's been a long time. And when I do that, particularly with women, quite often they cry with relief because they've dragged that sucker to four therapists and no one has taken them on. Mm-hmm. And in RLT, we take people on. We take on the grandiose partner. We throw our weight behind the disempowered one. And we take on uh, the uh, anti-relational one. It's one of the, I think, uh, if I can say, one of the great contributions of RLT. We take yeah. sides, not neutral. Mm-hmm. And and it is it's a gift to do that for your clients because you're being honest, right? Like we're not sitting here just doing empathetic listening, which unfortunately is what a lot of couples therapists are doing. And I one of the things I love about that you talk about in the new rules of marriage is that um, individual therapy is for personal empowerment and couples therapy is for couple empowerment, relational empowerment. And I think a lot of people do not know that, right? So for the people listening who have been like, oh, I went to this couples therapist and it was so horrible, but did you go to the right couples therapist? Really? It does, the technique does matter. It is not all the same. And I think that's something as couples therapists, we had to unlearn from grad school in a lot of ways. And something that you really taught us is that taking sides is important in order to make movement in couples therapy like that is uh, for you know for me personally has been so helpful to my work Very liberating for us therapists. liberating it was because it's real right it actually felt uncomfortable to be neutral when you're like i kind of fucking hate this guy right like you have to be it, it allows you to be so much more honest and that joining through truth right that honesty really shifts your work as a therapist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and the, the, the phrase is joining through the truth. Let me say before people go off and start beating up their clients, okay. any fool can beat their clients up with the truth. The art is joining through the truth. The art is uh, speaking the difficult truth to your client, confronting their anti-relational behavior in a way that is so loving, so rooting for them, so on their side that the client actually feels closer to you, not for, they trust you more, mm-hmm. not less, which is the opposite of what we were all taught in school. Yes. And the other thing, let me put in a plug. The other thing I want to say is that we have a beautiful, totally revamped training program in relational life therapy. We, we just opened up the doors in uh, April. It's a rich, uh, about two-year training that really will turn you into an RLT therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, doors are open. If you're interested, come to my website, either terryreal.com or relationallife.com uh, and learn about our, our training. I'm very, very excited. We're really uh, ramping up to train thousands of therapists across yeah. the, and across the world. And I think something we we want to make sure to say, because we, you know, we have 30 clinicians in our practice, invest in your education, pay the money. I know that it's nice to just read books, but it is not the same as joining a course and doing a certificate and doing a two year intensive thing. Right. Like, I think that there's so many clinicians that feel like, oh, I can't spend money on that. I already paid for grad school. No, you have to keep reinvesting in your skills all the time. And this the relational life is this is the way to do it. We recommend it to all of our clinicians. Yes. Oh, thank you so we much. We really do because we really believe in your work. And it once again has been so helpful to, to our work as clinicians. Mm-hmm. And so we recommend it to anyone who works for us and also <laughs> anyone we meet in general. So I'm so glad that you put that plug in because it's yes. incredible. Yeah. I, 
I'm wondering if you, for the people that are listening, right? I've said about 50-50, right? So the people that are not therapists listening, but they're listening to the podcast because they genuinely want to improve their relationships. And they want to do that by taking out personal radical responsibility to do that. What's the takeaway from that? Because a lot of people listening are people that, the number one question we get from people is, but I can't get my partner to go to couples therapy. First of all, let me take that on. Uh, don't throw in the towel on that just yet. Uh, a lot of people uh, in general, and I'm going to say women in particular, I write about this in the book, uh, get into what I call, I hate how you're treating me. What can I make you for dinner? You know, dare to rock the boat. Throw your weight around a little bit. If you're not happy, dare to act like you're not happy. Now, that may put the relationship at risk, uh, buyer beware. But I personally believe that a healthy relationship uh, is one in which you are willing to put the relationship at risk from time to time. So I'll tell you a story, absolutely true story. I think I talk about it in the book. Uh, I had a, a gal come in and it was one of these deals. I can't get my guy uh, into therapy. And we did a 90 second intervention once a day for about 10 days. And she met her, this is absolutely true. She met her guy at the door, opened the door, and she said this. Hi, I'm glad you're home. I want you to know I hate how you're treating me. I hate one, two, three, four, and five. Now, uh, March blah, 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 at 7 o'clock, we have an appointment for a couples therapy with this guy, Terry Real. And I expect you to get your butt into that chair. If you don't go to that therapy, I'm going to be even more hurt and angry and miserable than I am already. And brother, you have no idea how hurt and angry and miserable I am. Now, what would you like for dinner? <laughs> this is an absolutely true story. Wow. 90 seconds, once a day, nine days on the 10th day, that sorry character was in my offer. Of course. You dance right. Of course. You know, uh, rock the boat and take take a risk, and don't don't throw in the towel so uh, quickly. I've had women who go on strike. I'm not going to have sex with you. I'm not going to eat with you. I'm not going to cook for you. I'm not going to pick up your laundry. Uh, here's a big one for my ideal high-powered guys. I'm not going to go out with you socially. You don't treat me like a couple. I don't want to be with you. Uh, all the way up to get out of my bedroom. We're having an in-house divorce. But if you're unhappy, start off by being congruent. Dare to be unhappy. What, one of the things I say to people with partners like this is they're not uncomfortable being the way they are. You are. Right. Mm. If you're not willing to make them uncomfortable, they won't come across. But if you're willing see what you can do and then if all else fails you come without them and we'll, uh, we'll start coaching you but why do you think that is so hard for people it's so hard to make someone uncomfortable why is it so hard to be honest ultimately it's about the culture of patriarchy patriarchy protects the grandiose perpetrator we know that that's why the Me Too movement was so extraordinary mm -hmm. because it was the first time that women collectively were willing to call men out in public. What every woman knows in, and every child, everyone, every minority, what everyone in the one down position knows is that you must regulate the person in the one up position or uh, there may be hell to pay. It's your job to keep them regulated. Mm -hmm. And so we blame ourselves. Uh, we twist ourselves in the knots. We do everything but hold them accountable. What we're afraid of, what women are afraid of under patriarchy with men, is three things. And it's the same thing that therapists are afraid of when we uh, confront a grandiose person, either woman or man or non-binary person. They're either going to blow up and attack us. They're going to uh, scream and run out of the room and abandon us. Or they're going to fall apart. Oh, my God, you're so right. They're going to move from inflation to deflation, and we will have hurt them. Mm -hmm. 
And they, these are the forces of intimidation that stop us from daring to tell the truth to one-up grandiose people. In RLT, and they may happen, by the way, to an unskilled therapist, mm -hmm. if you don't know how to do this. But in RLT, first of all, we, we're fond of leverage. The more grandiose the person is, the more we want leverage. These are, you have something in your back pocket that they want, and you stand between them and negative consequences that they don't want. So for example, if I'm motivating some grandiose guy, a lot of men won't do this work for their own sake. Oh, who needs it? And they won't do this work for their blankety blank partners, wives, but they will do this work to spare their children. Mm. Breaking the legacy. What kind of father did you have? What kind of father, I mean, what's your relationship with your father now? What kind of father do you want to be? What kind of relationship do you want to have with your kids? Will you let me break the chain, offer your children a set of defaults that are infinitely better than what you were offered as a kid, and show up for the occasion? You know, there's an old saying pass it back or pass it on. If you don't do this work, I'll be meeting your kids and they'll be doing this work. Mm. Will, you, will you heroically rise to the occasion and spare them? And man, that's an invitation I usually get accepted. I had a couple that I worked with that there was a lot of things happening here, but one of those was a big issue with money. He, had, he came from trust fund, trust fund, prenup, right? All these things, they came into my office. And the only thing, no matter what I said, do you see her in pain, blah, 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 anything. The only thing, finally, three sessions in when I said, well, what about your kids? Only thing that shocked him back into the room that he couldn't see it, even though his partner who he loved was right here in pain right next to him. There was something about talking about the children that weren't, that weren't born weren't even in a belly no, they didn't yet, even right? have kids yet no no children yet no nothing but that idea that could he could see that it's the height of pretension and quote yourself but i'm gonna uh this is from my first book i don't want to talk about it it's, it's probably my famous my most famous quote family pathology rolls from generation to generation taking down everything in its path like a fire in the woods mm -hmm until one person has the courage to turn and face the flames. That person brings peace to his ancestors and spares the children that fall. Wow. That hits you like a ton of bricks. I know we have to end there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> nobody say anything else. That was a perfect ending for this episode. All. <laughs> right. That's all. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> Starting tomorrow, you can get Terry Real's new book, Us Getting Past You and Me to Build a More Loving Relationship, June 7th. Tomorrow it is out. And if you are a clinician, you got to join relational life training. I mean, you just have to, right? Like, I, to. I don't know anything else yeah. to do. How can people find you? How can people hear more from you, Terry? Give yourself a plug here. Uh, yes, uh, people come to terryreal.com. It, 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 you'll get redirected to relational.com if you're a, a clinician. Whether you're a clinician or not, I want to invite everybody who's listening, uh, first read the book, uh, but then join us in the first ever US workshop. Uh, we're going to do a workshop for individuals and couples, clinicians and normal people, uh, and how to operate, how to really live relationally in in your uh marriages and families and on this planet so that's going to be in june and july the us workshop go to my website and find out about it okay. if, you, uh, if you're a clinician come sign up with us and do our training i'm telling you it will transform your life it will transform your practice uh, I, since i'm doing plugs i will say this and you know this every rlt therapist their private practices explode. I can't find anybody to refer to. You do this work, word gets out. It's so much more effective than traditional therapy. You're set for life. 
it is a capital investment. We can do a payment a plan, pay over time. But uh, come join us and learn how to do this work. Relational life therapy is known for producing dramatic, permanent change quickly. You don't have to believe me, but I've got my two guardian angels, uh, <laughs> and they'll tell you firsthand that yes. it's true. It really does. And I have to also say one other thing, which is that they're like, I know for all the clinicians, now is the time to get in. In Pennsylvania, there's only three certified people, right? So like you have to keep in mind, people are looking this up. They want to find these people. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> it is good to be at the beginning of something. Yes. We will speak from that at the beginning. Terry, it is amazing to have you on. We are so happy you're doing well. We are so excited for your new book. We are Honored, honored to read it. It will be the book of the month for June. We are going to link everything that Terry mentioned today in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, we always ask you to rate, review, subscribe, follow on Apple Podcasts. You can watch this episode on YouTube. Um, any place where you get your podcast, you can follow us at Shrink Chicks or one of our amazing clinicians at the therapy group. And as always, you need to go read all of Terry's work. This is life changing stuff. This is how you do it. Thanks for being here today. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelore. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're gonna uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. Warning though, there will be no surface level conversations here. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image after trying to check all those be healthy boxes, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. I truly believe how you feel on the inside reflects out into every aspect of your life. So if you're ready to go below skin deep to tap into a whole other level of wellness, you're in the right place. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks.